You have found Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphs and successes of business owners across the land. The downloadable audio episodes of the Authentic Business Adventures program can be found in the podcast link found at drawincustomers.com. We are locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. My name is James Kateman, entrepreneur, author, speaker, and helpful coach to small business owners across the country. And today we're welcoming slash preparing to learn from Nancy Greer of Nancy Greer Associate. So more than just a lucky name there. So Nancy, <laughs> how are you doing there? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Why don't we just start out with the base, the foundation here? What is Nancy Gear Associates? I'm probably destroying your last name. Okay, well, it's Geary, that. but that's okay. It all happens right. all the time. I How do you pronounce my, it? I'm sorry. It's pronounced Geary. I should have kept my Geary. name. I guess. I known that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Happens all right. All well, time. let's let's talk about anyway, what is it. So what is it? So my business is all about helping people create courses, whether it's an online evergreen course or something they're they're going to deliver via Zoom. And now that we can leave the house again, I'm back to actually helping people with in-person events as well. So All really, right. uh, it's it's about me helping them turn their expertise into a profitable program. And last year, I put together a flagship program for entrepreneurs that I'm calling Bundle Your Brilliance. Bundle Your Brilliance. I love Bundle it. Bundle Your Brilliance, baby. So how did <laughs> well, you I don't get have baby yet. Well, I've been in the business of course creation for a long, long time. And during the pandemic, everybody rushed to put stuff online, right? Because <laughs> right. it's like, oh my God, what do I do? My business is, I don't, you know, I got, I've got to earn a living. How am I going to make this happen? And what I observed in the market is just a lot of, uh, a lot of mediocrity. Mm. And most people felt that, well, I just have my webinar recording and I'll put an opener and a closer on it. Now I have an online course. Actually, no, you have a recording. Right. And there's a bit more involved in creating a course in that you have to think about what do you want people to be able to do when they're done? What type of exercises or interactive activities are you going to put in? What are you going to do to make it engaging? How are you going to get them to not only want to buy it, but actually finish it? How about that? Oh, whoa. <laughs> that's a big one. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know, people kind of get in and, and there's, there can often be a fade and there's all kinds of, of reasons why people don't finish. Uh, and it's not always the person who built the course's fault. Sometimes it's just people get busy and they, they move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And it is not, has nothing. The next to do shiny with, thing, right? The next shiny thing is I'm going to try this. <laughs> it's like. Fair. All right. Nice. So you, with course creation, when you're saying a long time ago, how long are we talking? Are we talking years, decades? Decades, back when decades. Al Gore invented the internet. All right. So pre, <laughs> before courses were even a really yeah, a thing well, online. Yeah, I mean, before it was really cool. I mean, okay. I worked in the corporate sector early in my career. All right. And at that time, you know, you've got to distribute learning to employees and so we did it using these things. They're, they're antiques now for the kids in the audience. Um, three and a half or five and a quarter inch discs. Five <laughs> and, and a quarter. <laughs> I, know, I know. Yeah, that's how old I am. I look good, though. Um, so you, you'd have to package up with the, the discs and then some sort of a printed workbook and get them out to everybody. All right. And then you'd have a new version. And then you'd have to, like, call all of that back and send out updates. So keeping things um, current was a challenge. However, we didn't update things as rapidly as we do today. You know, now, you know, mm-hmm. in the age of all these SaaS companies, 
every day it seems like, hey, there's a new feature. You know, right. at that time things were were done on a more timed uh, release basis because just the cost of having to get right. all of the new materials out to people, whether it was paper or plastic, mm-hmm. um, did take quite some time. So I've been in the business of training my whole professional life, which goes back about well, thirty years. A while. All right. Someone is just brief. <laughs> Uh, just touch on the technicality here or the technical aspect of this a one and a quarter or no i'm sorry five and a quarter inch floppy if i recall is neighborhood of a meg and a half something like that as far as space that it can hold yeah which what, from yeah a, i'm not sure putting <laughs> a whole I, course on there these had to be just oh uh, they were multiple you had you, you they were chapters you know you, okay. you would send out multiple discs strictly words for a program just words and, or um, they were words, they were images, you know, we had, um, they're called authoring tools. So we had tools where you could create things with some degree of interaction, some oh. graphics, but nowhere near like what you can do today. Sure. Um, and what I find kind of interesting is even though there's lots of opportunity to create engagement, oftentimes engagement is pressed next to continue. Somebody will look at something <laughs> right. on a screen They'll read it and then they'll hit the next button. Well, you might as well just give me a book. You know, right. I do that on my Kindle. Yeah. Um, so it, it's in what you want. If you wanted to do things that had more complexity, uh, let's say uh, something like a, it's the term is a, a branching scenario where you go in, you answer a question, and depending on your answer, it takes you down a particular path, kind of a choose your own adventure sort sure. of a thing. Choose your own adventure for learning. So you needed programmers. All right. To do to do that type of heavy lifting in the background to make that happen, you needed uh, you needed videographers, you needed technical writers, you needed instructional designers, you needed a really a whole team of people to make a fairly basic course. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, you know now um, with the tools that are available to us, really. You, anybody can create a course. You need to be able, you need to think about things like, do I have a decent microphone? Do I have good lighting? Mm-hmm. Um, do I have, you know, are my slides and graphics well put together? So you can create it. Now, having said that, if you want to get to another level of sophistication, you still might need uh, somebody to do video work for you. You know, mm-hmm. it all depends on kind of the, the, what the level that you want to get the program to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also depends on, you know, do you want to do the work yourself or would you rather have somebody just do it for you? And I, I work with people in both ways. I, I kind of have a, a done with you and a done for you type of a service. So, you know, it kind of depends on All right. do people want to, you know, do you want to, is it a skill that you want to learn? Right. Sure. Best use of time. <laughs> do you have the time and interest and yeah. What's the end yeah. product? Will it ever get done? Yeah. It's probably the best question, I suppose. Right? <laughs> I'd love to learn it. I'll just never do it. Yeah, <laughs> so it's interesting because I paid somebody. Uh, this is part of the reason I wanted you on the show, just to get your your take on this. I paid somebody to help me create a course. Man, I want to say in the neighborhood of eight, nine years ago, something like that. I supplied them with raw video footage mm-hmm. and they transformed that slash just slapped the logo on there. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. It took them a few weeks, something like that. They charged a whole lot of money and then nothing really came of it. And I feel like, um, uh, part of that was because the course, um, 
I think after the fact, like, I don't know, when I made the videos, I thought this is the best thing in the world. And I was going to offer it for free. I did offer it for free. I might even still offer it for free. I don't know. It's probably out there. And it was one of those that um, if people liked it, then they would get in touch with me for coaching, right. whatever. Right. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Uh, but the, I guess my point is one, um, well, I guess there's a couple things that I want to talk to you about. One is just the content itself. Mm -hmm. There's refining, but it's kind of like yes. editing a really bad book. Um, but there's also the marketing yes. aspect of that because there's mm -hmm. millions of people trying to sell courses that'll promise you the moonbeams and rainbows and all that kind of stuff. And you have to market through all that and try to promise the moonbeams and rainbows of your mm -hmm. own. So do you help with the marketing aspect? I guess let's start with that question. I do somehow. I do work. I have people on my team that help out with the marketing. So okay. my main place that I play is in the course creation. Gotcha. But then I have okay. other people that are on the team that will help with the, the marketing of All the right. program. You know, and Perfect. oftentimes what people I think forget is you want to kind of step back. And the first question you want to ask is, what do you want people to be able to do when they're done with the course? Mm, okay. And then what do they need to know in order to be able to do that? And then there's some content. Is there a way that you want them to feel when mm. they're done? And then right. kind of, you know, work backwards from there and lay out your content and then look at, well, if this is, if this is what I want to cover, uh, what do I already have in the way of video or other types of content that I can use as is or repurpose? And then what's missing and how can I create like a good logical flow mm -hmm. through the program? ensuring that I get people doing quickly. All right. Interesting. So when people come to you, are they coming to you having already designed a course and just didn't, wasn't the greatest or are they coming to you with just raw footage or are they coming Usually, to you with this pie in the sky idea? Well, it's, it's, it's a mixture. Uh, one of the most common uh, approaches that people have is they'll, they'll have written a book. And oh, they say, well, okay. now that I have a book, I'd like to turn this book into a course. Mm. So they've done a fair amount of heavy lifting by creating a book. Mm -hmm. And then we look at it from the perspective of, you know, do you want the course to replicate what's in the book or do you oh. want them to support each other? Okay. And there's sometimes like I, I worked with somebody earlier this year who wrote, wrote a book about mental health for pilots and the book does a lot to raise awareness and had and provides people some salute, some tips in terms of how you how, how can you be safe, or how right. can you take better care of yourself. Mm -hmm. But her course goes to into a lot more depth, and that it 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 really gives people um, best practices that they can implement. So okay, this is a great example. So we got mental health for pilots. So that's pretty niche. Yeah. So we're talking pilots, right? Check right. that box, and now we got a small portion of the population. Right. And then we have the ones that are interested in mental health, either because they think they have a problem or they know someone that has a problem or they're afraid that they'll have a problem. Yeah. Which now you're niching down way tight. And then you get into someone that would actually finish a course like that. And you got two people. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. You know, I was thinking about it the other day and, and people, there's a lot of hand wringing going on about completion rates on courses. Mm -hmm. And I took a look at my bookshelf. And I went, hmm, <laughs> I have purchased quite a few books, <laughs> but I haven't read them all. All right. I have good intentions of reading them, mm -hmm. but I haven't read them yet. And I can't help but think that I'm not alone in this, that there's other people well, you're definitely out there. not alone. 
right? So yeah. it's 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 an it's unfortunate. Uh, I think it's it's worse for someone to not you know open up the course, open up the book, than for somebody to get into it and then lose interest. And then we want to step back and say, well, why did they lose interest? Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's because it's, it's boring. Sometimes there's a mismatch of expectations, like you said, but they're promising rainbows, unicorn, whatever you said, yeah. right? <laughs> Making this huge promise. Mm -hmm. And then people get into it and they might go, I already know this. Right. And I'm looking, you know, I'm looking for more depth. So in their mind, they may be coming at something They the description may make them think it's what they need. Or they may have, or they may just in their mind go, I'm just, this is what I need. And I think this is going to do it. And it may not. So there's often, it's like a mismatch. Right. And sometimes it's that the descriptions, you know, that they overpromise, And sometimes it's that the person is coming into it and they have a certain skill level and the course may either be too much for them over mm -hmm. their head. Or it may be, ah, I've been there, done that. I already know this. This is okay. This is elementary stuff. I need to. Yeah. You know, because we're always college level. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to go to graduate school here, people. Gotcha. Uh, All right. So there's a lot. I think there's a lot involved in in why people don't complete. Sometimes, real life and work gets in the way, mm -hmm. and somebody may go, "Well, I, I I had the idea that I wanted to do this particular project. I wanted to learn more about how to do sales funnels, or you know, pick a pick a topic." And then they get into it and they go, but then something else comes in and they set that aside. And then maybe they'll come back to it later, or they might look at something and go, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just going to hire somebody to do this. <laughs> and that, and if so, and hopefully they'll hire the person that they took the course from. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, I suppose it's the next shiny thing, right? If yeah. A little while, yeah. Right? We're always chasing the shiny, you know, sure. and, and, yeah, squirrel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's interesting because I'm just thinking back on some of the courses that I've gotten paid for or whatever. Um, oh my gosh. Is it Udemy? Udemy? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. I got some courses through there and I can remember one specifically on NLP that I got and I was chugging along and then I stopped because they said, um, they said something about a worksheet or something where I had to do something beyond just listening. And that's, probably been five or six years that i haven't touched that thing. <laughs> you haven't done the worksheet yeah yeah sometimes no because they're like you know we'll follow along in this next thing and he starts off because before it was just him on a whiteboard explaining mm -hmm. he was essentially lecture yeah which i was just fine with because i was doing it like listening in my car or something like that mm -hmm. but it is very rare that i would i can't think of any time that i would actually take the time to sit in front of my computer and listen to some recording of a person while I'm doing homework, essentially. Yeah. And, and everybody's different, you know, Yeah, true, that, true. because I think there's, there's oftentimes somebody will, will watch a lecture and then they'll go, well, what do I do now? Uh, I got this information, but mm -hmm. how do I apply it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where, how am I going to, how is this going to, how am I going to use this? I, sure. What's next I, bought, step? I bought some products. <laughs> that like a fountain of youth kind of a thing. All okay, right. Great. I bought the fountain of youth. I'm in. I was already committed to it. And they said, but then they had some training that they offered. And I don't want to, I don't want to name names. All right, and sure. I went to look at the training and the training was continuing to tell me about why this, that this fountain of youth is so important and what it will do for you. It was, it, I thought you don't need to keep convincing me. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm I sold. bought 
the product. I want to know how to use it. Mm-hmm. And I got it. I got like to, I got like to, you know, I'm fast forwarding. I get to like module four. <laughs> they finally say, and here's, here's some tips on how you can use it. And I thought, well, I just needed that five minutes. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think that there's, that's where I think this sort of sometimes this mismatch can come in. You know, they were thinking, you know, or, or perhaps they were using this multi-purpose. Part of it was their way to attract people to the product. Mm-hmm. And that and that's perfectly fine. But once you've bought it, then you need to go to a different spot. You know, I I, I wouldn't have spent the hundred bucks or whatever. Right. If I wasn't committed. You know, it's <laughs> if interesting you been say convinced that. It's so that I needed the fountain of youth. Right. Because I've been doing this for 30 years. Sorry. <laughs> no, I feel that there's some courses, I guess, that I've paid for, gotten that I feel like they didn't believe that people are actually going to go through them. So, like, they got your money, your hundred bucks, your couple hundred bucks, or whatever it was, and they sold you something that they expected people to just not go through. It's an empty box. Yeah, it's an <laughs> empty box. Because I guess, I mean, you with some of the books that you have read, you've probably read them and thought, man, they could have summarized that in a paragraph. I didn't need 300 pages for that. So it's kind of one of those, like, no one's going to go through the course anyways. All we have to do is just market the hell out of it and we'll yeah. be all good. We'll be good. Yeah. We're just, we're just, they're just going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's also interesting. I think that there's people will very well-known people that they're doing great or they appear to be doing great because they're all over the place and they haven't taken the time to do more than just a recording. Uh-huh. And, and maybe it's my own, my own bias, but yeah. when I buy something and it's a recorded webinar and there's people asking questions on that day and it's like, I don't, I don't care what that, you know, <laughs> that right. Brittany in South Dakota has a question. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that there's all of the sort of the, the bobbles and the, oh, wait, let me share my screen. Okay. okay everybody see my screen. Well, I can't tell you cause I'm watching a recording. Oh, they didn't edit. <laughs> So they really didn't edit it down at all. They didn't do any editing. All right. Other than maybe, you know, the front end and, and the back end. Mm-hmm. And I just thought you're wasting my time. Yeah. You know, it's super interesting that you say that. Because I, so I have a call answering service. I have my crew creating individual videos for our clients. And not for our clients, but for training other employees to answer phones for those clients. And a lot of times it would take a Zoom um, training and they would record that. And then they would say, Hey, new person, go watch this zoom. And it'd be an hour long zoom. And it's the same (laughs) thing. Oh, what's the password again? How do we log into that? Oh, let me find it. It's in the upper. No, the other upper, you know, all this babbling. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, we could have chopped off 30% of this. Yeah. Cause now we got the things, whatever, let's say it's an hour instead of 40 minutes. Well, that's 20 minutes for every new employee that has to train on that. So we multiply that times however many employees and oh my gosh. Yeah, and then if an employee there. has to go back to look at something, we didn't split it up into chapters or we didn't organize it in any way. It's just, here's this hour long program. If you ever have any questions, just re- refer back to that. Yeah. And I'm embarrassed they, to say that's how we did it. And how do they, and how do they find the info? And that's, you know, and for like a, you know, get something done quickly, that's mm-hmm. okay. But I think if you're looking at something, you know, long-term and it's going to be more sustainable, mm-hmm. you need to do a little bit more. Uh, I had an interesting experience. I had done uh, one of my own events 
and I forgot to hit the record button at the end. I'm like, oh, I promise oh, people no. are recording. <laughs> so some of the people that were there knew me pretty well. I said, just do it again. We'll be here. We'll be your audience. So I thought that was great. So I went in and I, I did it again. And because all I was doing was delivering the content from end to end, and there wasn't Q&A, there wasn't banter, there wasn't any, any of that. Um, I did it in half, excuse me, <clears throat> half the time. Oh, wow. Because I think when we're in the webinar format, we're also a little bit chattier. It's mm -hmm. a more conversational. Sure. And when you're more, when you do a recording, it's more scripted or somebody's working off of a key point list and you're just, you're just boom, boom, boom. You you're going right through it. So you get, so you can, and I, you know, I think we want to be careful with video and what can we do to make, to cover the content, but do it in as little time as possible. Mm. You know, do you think about what, what's going on on TikTok and YouTube shorts in a minute, people are, you can say quite a bit in a minute. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's surprising. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is interesting the way, I guess, even just, I mean, 95 ish, whatever, when the internet came out, attention span is whatever. Yeah. Twitter comes out, <laughs> attention span just gets lower and lower and lower. Now, if you don't grab someone's attention in like two and a half seconds or something, I forget what it was, but it's, I'm like, it can't get to zero. So it's just going to yeah. keep, it's got a half life, <laughs> I guess. Soon it'll be 200 milliseconds or something like that. I don't know. It'll be tough. Well, it's like keeping people's attention. I, mm -hmm. I think because we were so accustomed to looking at something on a screen from mm -hmm. an entertainment point of view, you know, movies, TV, and now everything is, you know, whatever tablets, phones, but I mean, we're, you know, we get all, we consume all of our entertainment. And when somebody's doing a, a movie or a TV show, there's a lot of scene changes. So mm -hmm. the things are, 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 you know, we don't, we're, unless you really are like watching for it, you're not aware of it, but because things are changing, the camera angles change, the close up, the long shot, the, you know, everything else, that's keep that's holding your interest too, instead of just like a camera on a set and everybody is in the same place and they're just, you know, maybe walking around or something. Sure. Just like you're watching a play or something like that. Yeah. So it's a very, uh, I think our brains are kind of looking for change because mm -hmm. we're condemned. This is just my opinion. I've, you know, I'm, I'm not a scientist or anything. I just, just, I'm just in a safe place. You can tell anyway, you know, what I'm, but, it's all good. It's just, but it's my perspective is that think that creates like a degree of interaction because something's changing. So it's interesting you say that because I was watching, like I grew up in the MTV era when watching music videos was a thing on an actual TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was watching a video the other day and I just shut it off because it kept, I don't even know if the scene was two seconds. It was like staring at a strobe light. It just kept changing so fast. And I thought, who watches this and doesn't have a seizure? Yeah. Well, there's, yeah. but you look and it's on YouTube, whatever, and there's 5 billion views or something <laughs> like, well, okay. Apparently somebody's either watching or listening to it. Uh, that has the skill set to maintain attention on that. Did, did they finish? Did they, yeah. did they stop? So it was weird. Cause it was just bam, 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 bam. And all I could think of the poor editors, like they got to try to time that with the music. <laughs> Where before you'd have seen changes, I don't know what typical was every five to ten seconds. Now it's every one or two. Yeah, it was weird, weird and common. So it's interesting. 
Um, when you well, let me back up a step here. Sure. From uh the people that come to you, are they mm-hmm. in specific industries or is it more or less universal? I want to teach people how to be dentists or I want to teach people how to <laughs> it's know, been an it's buy been a unicorn, int- whatever. <laughs> it's been interesting because I was targeting thought leaders, authors, speakers, and coaches. And the people and I've had different people. Uh, show up that have wanted to work with me. Mm-hmm. And the most interesting uh, lately was uh, a man who he teaches people um, how to shooting sporting clays. Wow. On a, and just a recording. Yeah. So we, he has, he's written a book and he's got some videos that were done in the past. And so he's looking at, well, is there a way that I can repackage this now? We know because of the type of skill, eventually they need to be coached. They need to be in, you know, there's got to be a, you know, they can get some ideas and some de- techniques, but mm-hmm. they have to actually pick up the gun and hopefully yeah, sooner or later doing it in a safe a place. And, right. Yeah. yeah. But you can't, you can't, you, you know, there's certain things that you can't learn the whole thing. Right. In an online format, sure. I mean, some just work. Like bicycle riding, or yeah. Skating. There's anything like that that's a you know more of a, a of a motor skill. I did a program for Pacific Gas and Electric, and it was their welding curriculum. Eventually, they've got to pick up the torch. All right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So my so this year I've had a lot of people. Uh, it's been a it's been a real mix of people where I can't quite um, hone in on where what it what is really the the market. It's been interesting the people that have shown up. In the, but I've been targeting mm-hmm. a specific area more, let's say more an entrepreneurial crowd. All right. uh, I've had a lot of people that are in the coaching space, health and wellness. It's been, it's been interesting <laughs> and it's a bit different. I also do corporate work and the corporate work um, that's been mostly in the financial services space. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So training, I imagine people ought to pass the test. More employee training than anything else. Okay. So like a mortgage company, insurance company, uh, gotcha. payment, a payment solutions company. All right. So. <laughs> so let's talk about your life and how you got into this. So you were working for corporate gigs. What made you decide to go off on your own? Well, I went off on my own the first time after I, I was laid off. All right. Well, and it was like, well, okay, there's, I had thought about going on my own. And I had an idea that I would, you know, go and work for a consulting firm and kind of, you know, kind of see how they operate. And then after that, then I would branch out on my own. Well, getting laid off just accelerated the timeline because mm-hmm. I was like, well, there's no downside risk. I'm not walking away from a salary. Right. Because I'm on unemployment. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I can, I can, it can only go up from here. And so that kind of, that pushed me to go on my own. And mm-hmm. then I was on my own for, for several years and, uh, got divorced and decided to move to California to be near my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I took a full-time job when I got here because it was like, I just, I can't, I couldn't do the business development. I just mm-hmm. kind of needed to get myself grounded and focused again. Mm-hmm. And after a few years, I got laid off again, Oh no! <laughs> so, which happens. <laughs> <laughs> I had the option of staying, of either moving to Denver or taking a package and I didn't want to relocate. So, all right. So then I, re, I I kind of fired everything up again, um, and then and kind of got rolling, and then entered pandemic, and things just kind of took a some interesting turns from there. Well, I but, bet I imagine you know, the pandemic so, was good. Yeah, in that regard, it helped. 
Yeah, it was right. good in that regard. And I think what it, you know, more of the, like the done for you types of services, that's mm-hmm. usually the corporation that's going to say, you come in, you do the heavy lifting and you build it for us. Where the entrepreneurial space more often than not, they want me to kind of walk them through the process. Mm-hmm. And right. then depending on what their skill level is or the type of people that they have on their team, it, it can be even kind of a bit um, hybrid once we settle on like the design and what are we going to build? And then it's like, okay, are you comfortable um, being on camera? Uh, do you uh, do you have somebody that does slides and graphics for you, or do you need that type of support? Do you need you know? So depending on, I'm working with somebody now. He's got a full team of people that can do all of the the graphics, the video editing, all of that for him. So it's really more our working out the plan and and the approach. So, so kind do of, you help them with more or less curriculum? Yes. Figuring out what order and all that is. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. that's a big part of it. You know, that's the foundation for it all. Yeah, that's got to be you, tough. You, you kind of want to you want to start you want to start there with what do you want to what is it that you want to cover and what's the logical order to cover it in? Mm-hmm. And then once you know that, then you make the decision, well, given what I want to do and who it's for, how am I going to teach it? All right. And you help them with all that. Yes. Got that's it. really the that's really the core of my work. All right. So I want to talk about some of your clients are working with your clients, because I imagine, especially in the entrepreneurial space, some of us entrepreneurs have big heads and uh, we get to be bossy pants every once in a while. <laughs> so when we're even when we're hiring people that we're paying to help us, we still think our opinion is better than anyone else's. So I don't know if you've ever run into that. And if you have, how do you deal with that or work with that? That's interesting because when people look at whether it's training or speaking, everybody figures that they can do it. Mm -hmm. What they don't realize is that there's an underlying structure and approach that you don't know if you don't see it, that's probably a good thing. It's like when you you read a book, you're not analyzing, oh, well, this is magical realism (laughs) or this is this. You kind of know maybe that the hero's journey and that's about as far as you want to go. But people will often have an idea or I think the bigger challenge is, is they know so much about their topic Mm -hmm. that there's a tendency to either say too much or not enough. They'll assume, oh, everybody knows that. Eh, Maybe not. Uh, So it's really kind of helping them think about, you know, what's what's the journey that you want to take people on? Uh, every now and then people have ideas about how to do something. And if I think it's a little like, I don't think that's going to work. <laughs> I, you know, I, I will gently say that I don't think it'll work and why, but I usually lead up with, well, have you thought about what about if we handled it this way, mm-hmm. you could get to the same result that you're looking for and it'll, it won't be as expensive. Cause sometimes what people will come up with, they have a great idea that they want to do. And it's like, well, have we got Pixar <laughs> on call here to make that for you? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Getting extreme here. So are you working with companies all over the country? Yes. All right. And how do they find you? Um, they find me through speaking engagements okay. that I do. They, I do some of my own events where I, I work my list. Uh, I do a lot of networking and I've met d- different people through uh, networking opportunities and of course, the best is when the, the referrals come in. You know, somebody right. that I, I worked with a few years ago just referred somebody to me. 
I, I would have never found this person in Hibbing, Minnesota. Just saying. Hibbing, Minnesota. <laughs> Sounds cold. <laughs> yeah, it is up north of Duluth, so it's cold. Uh, so, all right. Very cool. So you, one of the things that's interesting in talking to you is I'm just going through my brain about how this process works. I mm-hmm. imagine you end up going through these courses as you're, are you doing the editing or do you have a crew doing the editing? Um, what type of editing of uh, oh boy, I didn't know. Um, well, I mean, the, the uh, written or video or oh, oh, oh sure. uh, yeah, I guess in my mind I was thinking the video, but I imagine the written portion has to be edited. <laughs> yeah, oh, I have video editors on t- on on staff. Yeah, All right. I mean, I oftentimes I'll work with somebody if we have a video. For example, somebody will come forward and they've done a webinar and they'll go, "Hey, I want to chop this up," and then we'll look at it and see, well, what can we, what can we pull from it? Mm-hmm. So I'll go through and I'll look at something and I'll mark time codes or somebody on the team will do that, but that can be a part of it. Um, All right. And then there's once we, you know, it, scripts are written there, you know, there's always, you know, editing the editing what's on the printed page and editing what we're watching or what we're, what we're seeing. All right. Um, Have you seen a common theme as far as what people, um, I want to say that they, I guess, statistically stay with, stay engaged with, as far as a type of person or how they talk, whether that's humor or man, woman, or whatever. Um, I think humor always helps because okay. when people are laughing, they're kind of, they're more, I think they're open to receiving information. All you, right. know, you, you can, you know, I think you can have a serious topic, but not take yourself too seriously. Fair. Okay. Very fair. You know, and I think another part is that I'll see, particularly in the coaching space, is people will think that like they're the only ones doing something. It's like I gotta tell you, <laughs> you're not you. It's we're all it's, saying the know, same thing. You know, other people are 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 offering the same types of ideas, like doing, um, come up with a vision statement, right? Come up, you mm-hmm. know, have, do personal affirmations. Most coaches will tell people these are things that you need to do because, mm-hmm. but the thing about coaching, it's the coach. Oh, totally. and who is somebody going to resonate with? Right. Yeah. You can have two people, same credentials, one you're going to love and one you're going to be, yeah, not so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. It's interesting because I've met a lot of coaches. Uh, I, like I imagine everybody has, whether they're trying to sell you or not. And it's interesting how some you just jive with and others, you're like, I don't know if I can listen to you talk for another 10 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> Who pays you to talk? Yeah, it's kind of uh, so it's, and, yeah, very interesting. It's interesting. Like a lot of people are in the health and wellness space now. Okay. And as far as like health, health that, and wellness. Okay, broad. so health and wellness coaches. Oh, and so oh. if you look at it, when they're if you're talking about the you know, there's two main components when we're looking at this one is diet. One is exercise. Well, on the food side, it should be pretty straightforward. Eat less exercise more done there, but (laughs) two steps short, (laughs) but there's a whole lot that's going on in somebody's mind around, you know, it's, is it tied to emotion? Is it tied to boredom? You know, so there's these, all these other factors good, right? That they got, yeah, they got, that you got to have people work through. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting people to follow and, you know, an, an exercise program. So it's, you know, am I going to, am I going to really resonate with someone where they're going to, they're going to help me to do what, you know, it, it, I guess what I'm trying to get at is you, 
it's funny because when you think about that as a topic, people mm-hmm. should just be able to do it, but we can't. So we do need to have people in that space that are going to coach us and guide us through. And it's got to be someone that you can connect with so you can really kind of get to, well, why am I an emotional eater? Why can't I get my butt off the couch <laughs> and go to the gym? I, I, I'm not trying to reveal too much about myself here. but <laughs> You know, it's but, funny you say that because I guess it never dawned on me that health and wellness was so popular. But I guess now that you mention it, it's crazy is. I've yeah. had a lot of people in that space this year and it's, and it isn't, and I find it interesting. And I wonder if it's just because of what we've all just kind of, kind of lived through. <laughs> and I would kinda... love to say that people are taking health or making healthier choices since pandemic, but from my very limited and semi jaded perspective, that is not the case. There's a lot of day drinking going on. <laughs> There, well, yeah, I see no, people leaving the bathroom, not washing their hands. And I'm like, didn't we just go through a whole yeah, come thing? On. You know, what I think is so funny is before the pandemic, I didn't think anything about sitting down at a bar. And if there was a bowl of nuts or pretzels in front of me, just putting my hand in there and grab sure. it. Didn't even think about who might've sat there before me. Right. <laughs> or where their hands have been. Where their hands have been, you know, <laughs> didn't even think about it. Fair or the, the <laughs> some of the cleaning practices that a hotel said we they, they put into place. It's like you weren't doing that before, <laughs> right? <laughs> when they, when you go Seriously, to hotel and they have a little card that says it's been sanitized. Like, um, what were you doing before? Yeah, for my protection. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Did you yeah. wash the sheets? Just want to yeah. know that. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, anyway, I so digress. I, guess, I wonder, you must be just an expert at 5 million things if you're going through all these courses. Well, this is the part that people kind of find hard to uh, hard to understand is, well, don't you have to be an expert in everything to be able to do all of this? And the answer is no, because it's not my expertise, I have to have, be smart enough to be able to kind of understand mm-hmm. what they are trying to convey, but it's about me helping them take their ideas and shape them in a way that people are going to be able to learn. And I'll often ask, you know, the question along the way, is this information people need to know, or is this nice to know? Cause the need to know oh, we sure. want to put into the training and the nice to know you can deliver through other vehicles. But, you know, if somebody wants to get to the point, whatever that, whatever that is, <laughs> you know, I want to play the guitar. Okay. What do I need to know to be able to play the guitar? What are some things that are nice? I don't need to know, like there's 20 kinds of guitars. I, it's like, right. I don't know if there are, but you know, there's, there's things that are more, um, in, in more enrichment that maybe would, would fall in later or kind of tied to somebody's personal preference. All right. So I want to learn a particular style of, of music. I just want to rock and roll. There's classic, you know, <laughs> right. Um, but so you, I don't need anything. I don't need to be taught about the classical side of things. If I just want to rock and roll. And gotcha. then maybe after I learn to rock and roll, I'll go, you know, I'd like to, maybe now I would like sure, to diversify move and a little learn, bit. diversify and learn stuff. But like, sort of like, there's like, what is the main road? to take me down, mm-hmm. to get me from where I am to where I want to go. And that's, and that's the focus. 
And frankly, the people that lose sight of that are the ones that get frustrated in trying to build something out because they've got they've got so many different inputs coming in from so many different places mm-hmm. that they're just like, I just can't do this. It seems like it's too much. It's like, you know, I always re- reference when Snoopy was writing on top of his doghouse. Yeah. It was a dark and stormy night. Right? A shot rang out. And then he's like, well, now what do I do? Because <laughs> he didn't know kind of how that story was going to end. Sure. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's so interesting. I guess it reminds me with call answering for us. We, um, a lot of people will say, oh, you're not in the insert business type here, right? You're not in the health and wellness space. You're not in the whatever dog walking space. You don't know our industry kind of thing. And I'm like, well, we know customer service. So mm-hmm. 90% of the job is taken care of, which I imagine is the same for you when you're p- helping people get programs put together. Uh, you know how to organize ideas mm-hmm. and thoughts mm-hmm. where they may have those thoughts, but you don't necessarily need the thoughts. You just need to organize them and know how people learn. Right. So I you get know, that. Totally understand. And I, that. I've done things in the in a lot in the leadership space too. All right. And, and the principles are pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. But it's just what does somebody have a unique spin on it or for a particular type of business, what stories can you tell mm. that are going to resonate with the audience where they're going to go? Yeah, that's my world. All right. That makes sense to me. You know, one of the one of the things that, you know, people will say, oh, I can I can do a leadership course and it'll work for everybody. Well, you're better off to niche it down in some way and have that's it work nice. for a specific group of people. Mm-hmm. And then. Once you build it out for one group, then you can look at, well, could I deliver this to another group and how would I change it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Niches, niches bring the riches. Somebody on this <laughs> podcast taught me that. That's so interesting. Do you, are you actually taking video or recording these people or are you, these people who are your clients or whatever, or how, I guess, how in depth do you go? Um, well, depending on the, the type of program. There are some things that, that people can do really in their home space just mm-hmm. by recording on Zoom or a tool like uh, and the one is called Camtasia, or I use uh, Ecamm okay. and uh, a Stream Deck, and you can set up things pretty if you just pretty straightforward. So if you just want to be like on camera, hey, welcome to the welcome to the program, and then you're gonna then move into uh, voiceover slides. And I encourage people to try to, when they're doing their slides, set them up in a way that's more interesting than just the way that in Zoom, where you've got the box and then you're up in the in the corner. Oh, sure. Um, there's different tools that you can use where you can actually kind of put yourself in a little window in, into the slide. So then you design your slide. So you're, you show up as a little, maybe you're in a little circle in the lower left corner throughout, or you could split the screen where you're on one side of the screen and you have text coming up on the other side of the screen. And those are things that can be done either in the, in the initial recording, or it could be done in a, in post-production editing. All right. So, and depend, so it kind of depends on the environment, you know, have they got a nice background that'll, that'll work for them or there are, and that's the, that's the most inexpensive route to go, or you can go into a studio and you can have, you know, one to three cameras mm. uh, do a shoot. So you, it, it just, there's, uh, it takes it up a level mm-hmm. in terms of what the output is going to be, but mm-hmm. it also 
increases the cost if you're going to go into a studio uh, type sure. of, a type of a space because you've got you know the the cost for the day of filming and then all the editing after the fact. So it really depends on kind of the project, the budget, and how people uh, want to want to approach it. And I, I know someone, she does a lot of her programs uh, now that are that are done on Zoom, where she's sitting in a wing chair in her living room, and everybody right. kind of knows her in that context. All right. So when she actually does filming, she's going to be in that wing chair in her living room because All that's right. how people see her. All right. There are other times where you want to be on a set mm-hmm. and you want to have, you know, more things that are, that are going on. You know, it all comes down to, you've got to kind of look at what are the person's capabilities and really what is their budget gotcha. and so that you can, you know, create, you know, the best that you can uh, within whatever your means are. With what you have. All right. Fair. Yeah. Do you, is there a standard, I guess, or a range? For like a given program, um, let's just say an hour long as far as editing, for every hour of of content, you got to edit for four hours or 20 hours or... Uh, you know, or, it, know, it all depends on what's the quality of the footage that you get. Okay. And if, you, you know, if there's great footage and all you're doing is, you know, cutting up segments, that's yeah. pretty straightforward. All right. What type of graphic elements do you want to add in? To it, do you want to have something you know, like a, a lower third of a graphic come across the bottom of the screen? So it's all kind of what uh, do you? How much are you going to add add to it? All right, fair, very fair, interesting. Do you have a favorite that you've helped produce? Do I have a favorite course? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, um, I don't. You know, I, 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 everything I work on, it's so different. Everything right. is so interesting from Do you have one that you hate. <sighs> <laughs> Maybe it's a safe place. I don't know if they'll listen. Safe place. <laughs> no. No, I, you know, I, I think it's, um, no, I, I kind of just, All right. know, we just go along. We make it work. All right. Have you ever had someone hire you where they were the most monotone person you've met and you had to really stick some editing in there to make it stand out or keep interest you know i did we yeah did something it was a series of video testimonials that we were going to roll into a program and one of the people at one of the companies as soon as the camera went on the guy just went oh no he just went (laughs) he just went flat and one of the i I encourage people if they're doing recording uh, at home to perhaps have somebody on the other side that they're actually talking to someone because mm. there's something about when the camera just runs, a lot of people, they get flatter. Uh, they're not as enthusiastic or as engaging as if they're talking to uh-huh. someone. So just having a couple of people that you can see and you can, you know, in your Zoom box, you can position them so they're right under your camera. So mm-hmm. you'll do a good job making <laughs> eye contact. Right. That's <laughs> always that- tough. I'm like, I need to move that camera right in the center of the monitor. And then there's, there's tools that you can use where you can, you know, actually, like you said, you can drop the camera. So it's on the, on the screen, but then you got to be able to see what's on the screen. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, it is, uh, it is challenging, but most of the people that I've been working with, because they're in that author speaker space, they're already good speakers. All right. So, and they've had to learn how to operate on camera because of the pandemic. They had no choice, but to say, okay, I got to be good on camera now too. Yay me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> here we go i remember this reminds me 
I got hired to do a motivational speech for a graduation ceremony. Uh, it was going to happen June of 2020. And they reached out and they're like, hey, funny story. It's now September of 2020. I'm like, no problem. Then they say, hey, funny story. It's now November of 2020. <laughs> and then they reached out and they said, hey, funny story. It's going to be remote. And that was when I was like, I got to do a motivational speech remote. And I think that that was the worst presentation I ever gave. I don't know for sure because I have no idea what the audience said. But all I can imagine, it was a high school graduation. All I could imagine is these kids in their living room with their parents going through this graduation. I mean, graduations are boring when they're in person. I can't imagine just, I don't know how they did it. If they called up names or something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. How would they have Right. You know, it's one of those, like, I don't know. Maybe nobody watched it. Who knows? But it's one of those things where I'm like, I felt so bad. I felt, I felt bad for the kids because that was their graduation, which is kind of a big deal out of high school. Yeah. Yeah. And they're sitting in the living room, listening to this punk, <laughs> give this motivational speech, like you're a rah. And when you normally a motivational speech, I mean, you know, you can feed off the crowd. There's an yeah. energy in the room kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. But when yeah, you're sitting you with your parents or grandparents in the living room, that ain't the same. If you can't see them. No. Yeah. So if you can't, that's, I think, you know, no, it's pre-recorded. So it's all it wasn't pre-recorded. Oh yeah. You so you don't have any idea if they're with you, you know, if it was live and maybe you no saw idea. them in their living rooms, you could tell if they were with you or not right. that. And that's, and see, and that's where the recording is challenging. You don't know if somebody's with you or not. Right. You're just doing your best to get that information out. Yeah. Pretending, in his, you know, <laughs> in is in the, your to show up your absolute best be engaging, be interesting, but you really don't know because you can't look in the audience and see somebody either going, yeah, nodding their head right. or folding their arms and going, who is this guy? Yeah, or everybody right. walking out and leaving, right? There's no yeah, people body leaving. language yeah. to look at. I didn't get that. Oops. Siri no, just decided to chime in. <laughs> I didn't oh, get funny. that. Could you try again? Yeah, we're trying. <laughs> we're trying. We're trying. I am... Um... <laughs> This new watch is videos. more talkative than my old one. <laughs> oh, funny. I, uh, <laughs> I just want to be loved. Um, I put out some videos, I don't know, eight, nine years ago, whatever, <laughs> uh, that are still on YouTube. And it's interesting because I was going down being a coach uh, pretty in depth for a while. And then I got bored with it. But it was, it was interesting because I'd turn on that camera and I had my studio, but there was no one around. And it took a few takes initially for me to get used to, to just communicating in just an empty room. Yeah. yeah. In a way that was engaging. Otherwise I was, I was like, yeah, this is, it was tough to get into like, okay, people are going to see this and they're, it's essentially going to be like, we're live, but it takes, not. it takes more energy and it, and it, it's, it's a new skill. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. how can I show up and be as engaging as possible when it's just me? I just did some video series. I don't know when when we're gonna actually when we're gonna air, but it was around the holidays. Yeah, and it was the twelve days of bundled brilliance. So I had oh. a video drop every day to people on my email list, and then I put it up on uh, LinkedIn and Facebook as well. Nice. But when I'm going to record them that particular day, my dog was being a jerk. Oh no barking. So I just picked her up and I was like, all right, we're doing this together. So <laughs> she's in the, she's in some of the videos with me, but it was my, stra- excuse me, my strategy to get her. Cause I wanted to get through it. 
The other thing that I noticed that happened is when I was holding her, I had like my energy kind of shifted and I was able to get through it and I didn't need to have as many takes as when I was trying to do it before. Oh, interesting. So I just somehow, or at that point I was like, we're doing this. You know, we've only got so much time. We got to get this done. Nice. And people love dogs. Miss Money Penny. She's a miniature dachshund. So she's very cute. Oh, funny. She's at doggy daycare today because I can't always count on her to be quiet during the recording. My dog's at daycare. (laughs) I guess tired dog is a good dog, I guess, in my world. So yeah, yeah. She'll be tired tonight. (laughs) Super cool. Nancy, we don't have a ton of extra time. Where can people find you? Well, the best place to find me is on my website, which is nancygeary.com. And if you're just listening, it's uh, Geary is G-I-E-R-E. And you can go to the website and you'll find my email address. You'll find uh, a free download there about ADC steps to create training that sells that you can grab. And soon there will be a link to a book that has just been published and will be launching early next year, early 2023. Yeah. What's the title of the book? The book is Bundle Your Brilliance, Turn Your Expertise into Profitable Online Courses. Oh, I love it. I'm excited so for that that will be available soon. <laughs> Before we take off, I got to ask you two really quick questions. One is when you see courses from other people that don't have your brilliance shining on them, what are some of the mistakes that you see that just they are just like, oh. Uh, they don't have a, a clear direction. Mm. They don't begin with the end in mind. They will, a lot of the engagement or interaction is just for the sake of, it doesn't really serve any purpose. Okay. It doesn't further the action. It doesn't really help somebody. It's like, Hey, now I'm just going to ask you, now we're going to do a quiz because I think we <laughs> should. Uh, it really, the, the main thing is to not really think through where do you want to get people to and what's the logical order to get people there. Gotcha. That, that so that like that is like the fundamental part that is is missing. So just like any goal, have the end in mind. Yeah, I'll, you know, yeah. All right. What are some things that you just love to see in courses? I love it when um, they do interesting things with video. I love it when the graphics are really crisp and clean, and the photos are interesting. I think it's in, it's interesting. I like when I see people that they're they're in the presentation. They're not outside of it, but they figured out how to position themselves into their slides or they'll be on camera and they'll have text come up next to them that they've really kind of thought through, how can I really leverage this technology? Mm. And to me that, that I love to see it when, when people can do that. That is so awesome. That's so interesting. You say that because I'm thinking back when I started these, um, these videos. So that's my business was draw in customers. And my whole plan was that I would be given business advice on a whiteboard while I drew cartoons that had relevance to the, what I was talking about. What I did not have the brilliance to notice until I made my first recording was that I would have my back to the audience. The whole time. <laughs> yeah, there's that. Oh my gosh. So I did my first one and I'm like, this is dumb. <laughs> oh, well, it's hard. It's plan. hard to write and have it be next to you. You you know because it's like, <laughs> yeah, it was bizarre. And then I learned uh, after the fact that it's very tough to present and draw at the same time. I don't know if my brain is trying to use two sides at once, but oh, talk yeah. about a train wreck. 
So I had to, I had to redo that. Best laid plans. <laughs> so yeah, right, right. Just get all excited. Woo, it's gonna be amazing. And uh, well, now it doesn't kill us, makes us stronger, right? That's right. Yeah, we just all good. Well, Nancy, thank just you so much on. for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. I enjoyed it. Yeah, this is fun. This has been Authentic Business Adventures, the business program that brings you the struggle stories and triumphant successes of business owners across the land. We're locally underwritten by the Bank of Sun Prairie. If you're listening or watching this on the web, if you could do us a huge favor, of course, you know what to do. The big old thumbs up, subscribe, and of course, comment, ask any questions that you may have for Nancy and mention anything that you have about your content. Because let's be honest, it's tough. I guess it's tough to create, uh, but it's arguably tougher to stay engaged or keep your people engaged, right? That's the name of the game. My name is James Kidman and Authentic Business Adventures is brought to you by Calls on Call, offering call answering and receptionist services for service businesses across the country on the web at callsoncall.com. And of course, the Bold Business Book, a book for the entrepreneur and all of us, available wherever fine books are sold. We'd like to thank you, our wonderful listeners, as well as our guest, Nancy Geary of Nancy Geary Associates. Nancy, can you tell us that website one more time? It's nancygeary.com. G-I-E-R-E. I love it. Super easy, right? Past episodes can be found morning, noon, and night. The podcast link found at drawincustomers.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. I want you to stay awesome. And if you do nothing else, enjoy your business.